Hello and welcome to Masters of Adamain, the podcast which is allegedly about the hit 90s sitcom Seinfeld. I'm Milo Edwards, someone who's never seen Seinfeld, and I'm joined as ever by my co-host Phoebe Roy. Hello. That is all she ever says. And this week we are joined by a very special guest from, from all the way from Sydney, Australia to right next to me in the studio. It's Dan Muggleton. How are you doing? Thank you so much. It's an honor to finally do this podcast at an appropriate time zone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're finally here in the studio, breathing in the sights and sounds of Seinfeld. Yeah, but I feel slightly shortchanged. I mean, not to go too far behind the curtain, but Phoebe isn't here. I'm not. I'm not. I'm mm. sorry. I was She's here in spirit. I was here because Milo was like, "We want to start soon." I'm like, "Oh, but Phoebe, is she?" He's like, "He's not. She's not coming." No. I'm it was. Sorry. It was tough. Mm. I had. It was a reco- I had a recording right before this. Couldn't make it work. Uh, Couldn't make it work. Look, it's okay. We got we got time. It's we can do it again. I'm here for three more weeks. Let's fucking tee it up. Yeah. Dude, Seinfeld every day. Yeah, Seinfeld a day. Yeah. Are you it's here? Like, for, are you uh, here for three weeks? Because we definitely could do that. Um, I'm I'm in and out of here mm. over the next three weeks, but I'm certainly in sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Let's get our diary. He's, he's the hokey cokey traveler. That's what they call it. <laughs> this is the kind of hot logistics to kick off an episode. Absolutely. Yeah. What, where are you going in three weeks? Well, like, you're here for Edinburgh, right? No, I'm going home. Oh, right. You're before like for Edinburgh. Edinburgh. No, I'm, go- I'm coming oh. back for Edinburgh. Oh, so that, that's a weird lag you've given yourself. Well, it's this fucking wedding. The wedding was supposed to be like June 20. In Italy, and I was like, "You right. beauty, I'll just stick around." Sick, yeah. And then he's like, "Nah, May 20. and I'm like, "You're a fucking dog." Now I gotta, I gotta double oh, up. Like no. I'm basically just in it for the status credits at this point. That's going back to Australia for three weeks is so annoying. In winter, as well. Yeah. Like the the one time that you want to be here instead. Yeah, you can't go to Manly. It's all <laughs> fucked. Milo now having spent some time in Australia, wanting to drop. The big local knowledge? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm dropping that local knowledge, baby. What is it? A local guide on, on uh, Google reviews now? <laughs> the weather in Newcastle's fucking cactus. <laughs> and it's even worse in Geelong. Ugh. I mean, yeah. I hate that you found equivalent cities in <laughs> New South Wales and Victoria. That's very frustrating. I like, yeah. Dan, that you're wearing uh, a grey tracksuit. Because it's it's winter, so you're in your winter. So you've got your winter coat on. I really like that. Is is like mm. red for summer? You're yeah, like you're, that's the, what you feel. Red's your summer coat. You're like a you're like a uh, you're like a stoat. You kind of you know all nice and kind of red in the summer. You know, and then like in the winter, you got to be like grey and white to like blend in with the snow. Wait, like a like a stoke? Stoat. Stoat. What is a stoat? Like a like a weasel or a pine martin? What yeah. is a pine a martin? <laughs> It's it's different. You know what a weasel is, right? A weasel. I'm I'm a vermin. I'm aware of the term weasel to describe what Milo's being right now. Yeah, uh, must, mustelids. <laughs> Do you not have any mustelids in Australia? I I assume our megafauna consumed them at not. some point. Yeah, but you've well, got they're, all they're kinds like of the, fucked uh, up animals. The long, the long, thin long. variety of like rodenty animal, like. Like, imagine like a long squirrel. That's yeah. kind of what a weasel is like. And like I, pine martens and stoats and stuff, they're all very similar. They just have the kind of. same family. Yeah. Like land otters. I like that yeah. even your animals here assume the shape of a sausage. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the, the animals can tuck into a full English if they so desire. Well, it's because, it's uh, you know, uh, Britain has been uh, sort of inhabited for so long that we have basically colonized the wildlife into being ready to eat. <laughs> like the only animals that are left are ones which are like already food shaped. <laughs> That's what we've gone for. There's nothing that can kill you. There's nothing poisonous. Yeah. Like, um, there's just there's just like little hamburgers running around. That's That's the country we've created. And then hopefully some flat animals to use as some kind of buddy. To, you know, yeah, make yeah. it into the sandwich. Absolutely. I mean, you can get a place in chips. <laughs> I mean, obviously, that is ignoring the implication that you're like, Australia hasn't been inhabited for very long. Mm. Not the first English person to assume that. No, no, that is true. There are, of course, indigenous <laughs> people in Australia who've been there much longer. They just prefer different shapes of food. Although, has it been inhabited as long as, as Northern Europe? Because it is, it is obviously further away and harder to, harder to reach. Obviously, I, indigenous people were there first. We're not disputing that. <laughs> um, we're not trying to get into any debates about that. Um, Masters of our and your domain, yeah, in yeah, fact. <laughs> Acknowledging the traditional owners of this domain. <laughs> um, I, I think the indigenous people of Australia say 30,000 years. That's the figure that I think is thrown around. Okay. I don't know how long you yous have been here. Yeah, I don't know about us specifically, even, but some some people in Northern Europe. I don't. I don't, actually, I don't know. So this is this is kind of a, a lacuna in the debate. Well, well, really. I well no, because I used to have a joke about Cheddar Man. I think he was eight thousand. The old the old Cheddar okay, Boy yeah, from yeah. Bath, the, the inventor of cheese. Yes, yeah. uh, ironically, not in that shape. <laughs> he was shaped like a man, not a block. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think so. That's that's a twenty-two hour little uh, twenty-two thousand year gap there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Between 30 and that's, that. If that's, I don't know. The first, if that's the first guy, then, we, yeah, we fucked it. Look, I don't know. All I know is I do like that your animals are shaped like sausages. Yeah. And uh, Australian animals are not, except for snakes, which are somewhat universally sausage-shaped. I, I, I really, I really yeah, hate to interfere true. with this riff, but I would not say that a weasel or a stoat was really so sausage-shaped. That's not, <laughs> that's not, well, that's if, not if how you I subtract would the describe legs. them. How would you just what uh, what food would they resemble uh, I don't think in your they mind? They resemble a food at all. Sponge finger. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll allow I'll allow sponge finger. Um, <laughs> if you're making a tiramisu, a sort of non-vegan tiramisu, but, which I guess any tiramisu is non-vegan. Technically, but bad news, Milo. You have indeed uh, brought a brought a knife to an anthropological gunfight. Mm. Northern Europe, late bloomer. Initial oh. settlement occurred only about eleven thousand years ago. Oh well, there you go. So we've been we've been schooled by the indigenous people of Australia. I fair enough. I fear so. Yeah. Sorry, well, guys. You know what? On this podcast, if you're not laughing, you are learning. So <laughs> that's what we always say, isn't it? Well, look, Phoebe appears to be learning a lot then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just thinking about just thinking about weasels and stoats, both of which both that's of right. which I like very much. Like yeah, but they're should, no laughing matter. You should look. You should look up. Some stoat pics. Mm. Get Some get stoat, on the yeah, stoat, yeah. Get, get on the stoat web. Get stoat on the stoat yeah. web. Have a lot. Stoat pics sounds very kinky, like it, very fetishy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got not. a phone full of stoat pics. Import like that's what Rolf Harris had in there when he passed. Importantly, the old stoat pic. Importantly, <laughs> it is not a kink. I just it's like not a kink. I just like whatever. That. Whatever floats your stoat. Um, so this week we are talking about it's season seven, episode nineteen, the Wig Master. And um, you might be thinking, what a what a baroque title! What could this episode possibly be about? And I would like to tell you that you are correct. <laughs> I'm here to tell you that your suspicions 
It's a hell of a plot. This it is. It is. It's got um, some. It's got some interesting. Um, it's got an interesting uh, B plot, which is Elaine's plot, which is completely predicated on. I genuinely like. Like normally, when there are like when there are kind of British people in American sitcoms or American programs, I'm like, okay, so this is a weird representation, but like it's fine. Like, I, like I, I do, I do not care. The the English are mm. not an oppressed minority. This is fine. But like, this is just such a weird, abstruse presentation of of mm. of an English character that I genuinely don't know where they where they got it from like there's like a running joke this guy's called this guy's called craig right and there is a running joke that everyone thinks Mm. he's called greg and he keeps saying no actually it's craig but that's how americans say craig this motherfucker's name Mm. is craig i can bear witness to the fact that dan was talking about this very plot hole uh, (laughs) before before we started uh recording and so you and Dan have uh, arrived independently at exactly the same uh, <laughs> Well, as, as previous appearances on this have suggested, Phoebe and I have a mind meld. Mm. Yes, so we, 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 in fact, think on the, on the same line. Apart from where mustelids are concerned. That's my private area. <laughs> mm. yeah, my different. private stoat. In a sanctum of the yeah. mind palace. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because I wanted to clarify with Milo, because I was like, they were saying it's Craig. And I'm like, mm. but that's how Americans say Craig. Yeah. And I'm like, but we say Craig, so I assumed it was because of you guys. Yeah. So yeah. I just wanted to double check because you, you no, correct it's, Craig. It's Craig. Man's it's definitely Craig. Craig. Yeah. Yeah. And like the, Craig. The same. And, and there's yeah. a bit when he's it gets introduced to his friend who's called Ian, and then there's a joke about how he pronounces it Ian, and it's like, no, it's we would say Ian. This is a this is a foundationless joke. Mm. <laughs> With with that, I was so confused. I was like, "Are they just suggesting that he has a different name that's just Ian? Like it's just spelt differently?" I, no, I think I, it's I, suggesting that English people say Ian Ian. I I no. don't think it's that. I think it's that they're suggesting that English people insist on saying things incorrectly. Mm. I think it's a broader oh, sweeping attack. Yeah, I think it's you. a broadside. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I think it's gen- I think it's general. I think it's far reaching, and I think mm. you guys should feel aggrieved. Oh. Very nice. <laughs> I will be feeling aggrieved. It's, and then it's, Americans will be like, it, what does that mean? We say it aggrieved. Aggrieved. <laughs> That's how we say it here. Mm, just while you're here, just while you're visiting, I feel like you should, you know, be familiar Sorry. with local culture, Agre- local pronunciation. Aggrieved. We're aggrieved, yeah. yeah. We are aggrieved. I do, yeah, I do find, I mean, the uh, when you when you spend a lot of time on, on Twitter.com, you will, you will find people uh, like, the, I think the differences between British and American English... Um, do like wrong foot a lot of people, um, mm. but in a way where I think uh, Americans, a lot of them find it difficult to conceive of anything being done or said differently than it is in well, America. Well, I mean, they you know insist on making their own version of British TV shows, which are already in English. <laughs> like they're yeah. just like I would prefer the accent of my 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 country, mm. my countrymen. Yeah, like this right. this concept of a British office too far fetched. No, they don't have offices in the UK. Yeah, British offices have ugly people in them. American offices, not so. Yeah, well, they have some ugly people, but they have enough hot people that you feel comfortable watching it. Yes. Yeah. Um. I. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually uh, explaining to my girlfriend recently. She didn't know about this about the uh, the plot of the film Captain Corelli's Mandolin where when they made it into a Hollywood movie, they just changed the ending of the book because they were like, 
It's too sad. American audiences won't go for it. But I, I mean, I think that's a good note. Yeah. I think they wouldn't. <laughs> I don't think Americans ever want to spend money and leave something feeling bad. Mm. They only want to feel good. Like the only thing that, was that the they leave. With the war in Afghanistan. <laughs> you beat me there, you fucking dog. I was right there. The only exception is their foreign policy: Vietnam, Afghanistan. Yeah. Why? Why jump? Speaking speaking of fucking dogs, the only thing we airlifted out of Afghanistan. Um, <laughs> we, did you did you hear about that particular controversy? No. There was a guy whose name is like Pen Farthing. Pen Farthing? Oh, uh, yeah, actually. It, like, literally. Of, of the like, bicycle? Yeah, yeah the except, inventor of the bicycle. We, um, oh, no, just, just, a quick, just a quick note on that. We actually um, we actually pronounce that pain. Um, we don't pronounce mm. it. Uh, pain Farthing is how you say it. So. Pain pen, pen Farthing? No. Pen no, 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 no. So the no, thing no, about no. Pen Farthing is pen his name isn't Pen. Yeah, his name furthing. is Paul. <laughs> but people call him Pen. Pen. Well, see, that, that's different. That's a nickname. That's different. But Ian to Ian yeah. is just pretension. <laughs> yeah. So he, I, the thing about it, posh people in Britain love to have a nickname which is nothing like either of their names, mm. but is also not really based on like a fact about them or anything. It's just like a weird, like, I don't know, like you, you take like Robert, but the nickname is somehow like, yeah, Root. And you're like, what? How have you gotten that from Robert? <laughs> it's like, just, just by fucking around with it a lot. Um, yeah. But yeah, Pen Farthing was a former uh, marine officer who he was running this dog sanctuary in Afghanistan. Because obviously, when you're looking at the, the ongoing conflict in Afghanistan, you're like, someone's got to do something about all these dogs. And, uh, <laughs> and then when it was all, he basically lobbied the government to like get a fucking entire British military plane full of fucking dogs out of Afghanistan Oof. while there were people like banging the fences down. I mean, it was a. It was certainly a PR issue for the British government. I'll say that. You say it was a PR issue, but it's got it's been completely forgotten about. And it's it has like, now, yeah. Yeah, but it's like as, as does everything. Yeah, but yeah, it's but, I mean, but it was like there was not as much controversy over this absolutely appalling thing that happened that I feel like there should have been. But you got to remember that was like what twenty one dog years ago. <laughs> like good people point. have that's moved a good on. Point can't argue. With <laughs> that's, it. Now, that's now a community of dogs in the UK who are hardline Tory. <laughs> They'll vote Tory for the rest of their lives. You know they feel about Boris Johnson the way like Kosovar Albanians feel about Tony Blair <laughs> and Bill Clinton as well. And Bill Clinton, yeah. Just so you know, during that it was very hard for me to just stop like. To listen to what you were saying after you said the words dog sanctuary, because <laughs> in Australia that would be some kind of put down. It's just like, yeah, where the fuck does this cunt live? A dog sanctuary? <laughs> where they keep all the dogs. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. Sorry, I was just like, that. that's a put down. I want that. Mm. I want, oh, we shouldn't say put down in a dog sanctuary, should you? You got to be careful. You do have to be careful. He's such a dog. He needs to be put down. <laughs> He's, uh, he's oh, actually, can I take issue? Sorry, I know that we're yeah. on this British thing at the moment. <laughs> can I take issue with the phrase, oh, I'm going to go delete a beer after this? Apparently, that's yours. What? And I I've, hate it. I have never heard anyone say that in my yeah. in my life. Someone, Someone's fucking with you, mate. This, this sounds like nerd talk to me. No, okay. Well, I just, it was at the wedding. Some, it's got a bit of a Reddit twang to it. I don't, I did not care for it. Mm. It's like, I'm going to, I could delete an espresso and I'm like, this is horrific. I could delete. Yeah. 
pals. Delete sure. in the Latin sense of like des- destroy, destroy one. Correct. Like yeah. in the same way that we'd I say could devastate. It's a bad day to be a beer. You know, like that's pretty Australian. Mm. That's which is I think quite charming. Yeah. 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 Well, you would absolutely. <laughs> you are predisposed. You are predisposed to finding Australian behaviour charming. Um, it's a great day to be a bloody bloke. <laughs> I have never heard someone say. All I've right. heard someone say that they that they could destroy a beer, mm. crush like, a beer, crush a beer, crush a beer, smash a beer, yeah, smash a beer, house a beer, so on and so forth. House? Sorry, yeah. house. Yeah. Yeah, house. Uh, yeah. Ha- house. A little like like accommodate, as in know. just take it with you. And leave it there. No, for it an means extended like, period. No, in no, your body. like it means like <laughs> like if you house something, you're like you're really, really consuming it. I, mm. I, when Inhale, you say house, no. that implies an insertion into an asshole. Oh, like I'm going to house a beer. So mm. when we say housing the homeless, <laughs> what you're imagining is quite a <laughs> <laughs> look. They don't call it sleeping rough for no reason. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> uh, so, on the subject of, of Seinfeld, um, I'll, try and, <laughs> I'll, try and, I'll try and take us through the, the, plot, the plot strands, mm. such, as, such as they are. This is another, this is another one which um, it's, like, it's really, really tightly written, so it should be quite easy to do the different plot strands. You don't have to kind of, like, you don't, there's not a lot kind of jumping around. Yeah. So Jerry and Elaine's plot is kind of linked. So the, okay, sorry, we open with a bit. Let's start. Let's start we with do. the bit. Um, I've forgotten what the bit is about. The bit this, is, always, this happens to me every time. The bit is is um, Jerry's going in on a group of people who have had it too easy, far for too, too easy, long, far too long. Yeah, uh, male wig wearers, um, and he is talking at length about how um, the last war fought in wigs was the Revolutionary War. Mm-hmm. And that must have been really difficult to fight a war in in a wig. And I, I don't yeah. think this is a bad observation. I think it probably yeah. would be very difficult to fight a war in a wig. Yeah. Especially if you're fighting an army of judges. It'd be very difficult to uh, tell everyone apart. Well, presumably in the Revolutionary War, both sides <laughs> wore wigs. It wasn't like... It wasn't like... <laughs> Do you think no, it, no, no. Do you think no, it was like, like like bibs and shirts that like yeah, exactly. just like yeah, they show, they show up for the first uh, day of the war? Look, you lot have to take your wigs off because otherwise, what only one side can wear wigs? Was it not wigs and scalps? Was it not wigs, no? and, wigs and scalps? What in the Revolutionary War? No, I think it was a I think it was a whole wig. Wigs situation. on both sides, the but they ca- had different like the ca- coloured wigs. The Cavaliers mm. and the Roundheads only had wigs on yeah. one side, I think. Like one side of their head, or like only one no, side. No, one of the side wall? of the battle. Uh huh. Round, uh, yeah. Ra- Who- round head does feel like it would be an Australian insult. Round head seems like it'd be wigless. Was yeah, that- they are wigless. Yeah, they were the wigless. The Cavaliers yeah. were the ones who had the wigs yeah. and the big hats. Weren't the- wasn't mm. the- wasn't the English Civil War too too early for wigs? I feel like wigs are an 18th century thing, and th- this is a 17th century conflict. They. Ha- the Cavaliers wore wigs. Did they? I'm pretty sure that wigs were popularised in the 18th century. Because um, Charles II was definitely was definitely sporting a wig. He just had long black hair, didn't he? It, I think it was a wig. My, Milo is doing some research. I would and like I'm Milo to be, looking, to be looking. Yeah, up the, I'm trying to understand the, um, the history of uh, like because it was because uh, they started wearing wigs because of uh, like syphilis, right? Because of syphilis. Yeah, because yeah, you lose your hair. Th- when you get syphilis, 
I think so. Oh, the maybe. No, 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 hang, no, wait, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. No, no, no. When with with syphilis, with syphilis, you get the you get the weird scars on your face. So that's why they had the um, pretendo kind of beauty spots, and that went alongside with uh, with the wig. So I'm not sure that the wig has anything to do with syphilis. All right. For nearly two centuries, powdered wigs called perukes were all the rage. The chic hairpiece would never have become popular if it hadn't been for a venereal disease. Right, yep, correct. Yeah, there um, we go. Syphilis. Start with syphilis, right. Uh, right, but by 1580, the syphilis had become the worst epidemic since the Black Death, right. 1580, um, so that is early. Well, now, hang on, that's saying what, that's when the outbreak was. Okay. So the syphilis outbreak sparked a surge in wig making. Victims had their baldness as a sores scour their face, although common wigs not exactly size. Right, so the right, so the the King of France started wearing a wig in 1655. Fine. Um, mm. and then. So, are you telling me that the Cavaliers weren't wearing wigs? Are you saying they right, just had long hair? Five years later, the King of England, Louis cousin Charles II, did the same thing when his hair started to grey. Charles right, okay. II wearing a wig. Uh, but there's that famous portrait of him where he's just got long black hair, isn't there? Yeah, it's a long black wig. Oh, right. It's also, a, wigs, it's also of, a portrait. Well, this is about powdered wigs specifically. Oh, yeah, yeah, but... no, 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 no. But, like, no, no, no. Like, um, I'm, I'm talking about, like, just, just, just you know, fake, fake hair. Right, okay. So, the, the Star uh, Trek like, I, 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 I would accept class. that a powdered wig is a, is a Regency-specific thing. Right, okay. So, sure. yeah, it's possible then that it became sort of like a popular thing amongst, like, the, like the, the wealthy rather than, like, specifically a few people. A bit, a bit late. Just, I'm extrapolating from this article, trying to understand what it's saying. But yeah, so it seems like the, the it started earlier. So did the, so, did yeah. the Cavaliers d- wear wigs or not? Well, that uh, is not um, okay. That that is beyond the scope of this current beyond the scope article. of the current discussion. <laughs> <laughs> I, that was one of my favourite uh, get outs at university. We were like, that's beyond the scope of this essay. Look, you got to you got to define your terms, mate. You got to define your terms, right? Uh, Soldiers. Um, unfortunately, the Cleveland Cavaliers basketball team fans started wearing wigs in 2017, which is really obscuring our search <laughs> that's efforts. Really, that's really fucking yeah. things up for us. It's, that's it's really not helping. <laughs> Did they? Why? Because LeBron famously has been losing his hair for a long time. I don't think that was why, but that was a reason I invented Okay. So you could read the necessary right, sentence right, right. Yeah, to get us sense. out of this discussion. <laughs> um, yeah. Because you know I'm horribly right. out of did, my depth. Okay, yeah. So did roundheads and cavaliers dress so difficultly differently? Uh, the answer is no, according to this article. Um, but I, unfortunately, I will have to subscribe to read more. So, <laughs> um, I, I, I guess we're going to have to remain agnostic on okay, the question on of the cavaliers subject. and roundheads okay, and, their, and their wig wearing. Um, all right, so uh, so Jerry objects to the idea of fighting a war in a wig, which I think is probably <laughs> correct. Yeah. And then he says that wig um, that wig wearing for men uh, goes out of style with the invention of the mirror, which is um, which is an amusing observation. It is sadly historically illiterate, so I'm yeah. afraid the uh, the historian community yeah, the uh, mirror really predating the wig by a by a. Well, no, 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 because they had... Or at uh, least they... the kind of wig that he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, sure. Anyway. They had wigs in yeah. ancient Egypt. I just cannot mm. believe we're still discussing <laughs> the 45-second <laughs> mediocre <laughs> wig bit. There's just so much more episode to go. Join guys... us in the wigwam, Dan. <laughs> Wait, this is wig chat. I want to talk about <laughs> wigs. This is wig interesting. Chat. We want to hair your piece <laughs> on <laughs> hairing our grievances. <laughs> 
This is a real uh, low point. Yeah, thank of, you. Of the trip so far. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize the passion around wig, wig wearing. I mean, I, I don't really have any passion about it specifically. The, the listeners of the last seven minutes would disagree. <laughs> yeah. I just felt I just like to get to the bottom of stuff. You know? <laughs> That's me. I'm just like, well, let's let's find out what was going on. Mm. I agree. But like, you got to appreciate. You know, yeah. they're doing an episode called the wig make the wig maker wig master. Wig the wig master. He's not a maker. He's a master. Mm. Um, and they're like, Jerry, you're gonna have to come on, come up, come with, up with some kind of wig material on wigs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And just like he, he's done his best. Who's wearing wigs? Yeah, they're yeah. covering the hair. What are they doing? Yeah, if it's it done now, bad. it'd be a Trump bit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so okay. easy. The damn Cheeto in the White House. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, basically, the, the, the plot line for Jerry and Elaine is that they go to this uh, men's clothing store, or rather, Jerry's gone to the men's clothing store. Uh, they're trying to sell them a jacket. He just kind of wants to get out of the store politely, so he says, I'll come back with someone else to take a look. And then the mm. guy kind of gives him a look like he doesn't believe him. This is the English guy, Craig slash Craig. Craig. Yeah, who has, a, who has Craig. a kind of long, glossy ponytail. Um, mm. Which again is not like because because I don't think the actor is I don't think the actor is English. He it like his mm. the accent that he is doing is extraordinary. Yeah, um, there are English men with ponytails, but they all work in the sound engineering industry. I was yes. going to say snooker halls, but sure, they snooker also work halls. in yeah, snooker possibly. halls. They all own dogs that play poker, like all this kind of stuff. There's mm. the, uh, yeah. well, no, no, no. You occasionally see the odd, the odd, <laughs> the, you occasionally see the odd man, the odd man with a with a ponytail. Uh, say at a food truck pop up, um, uh, he yeah, will have yeah, some. Yeah. He will have some interesting thoughts on vaccines. That guy, yeah, um, yeah, he'll make you a vegan empanada. Yeah, yeah, he will. Yeah, <laughs> he will. Yeah, yeah. he'll definitely, Absolutely. definitely do that. He calls um, it the pandemic. <clears throat> that guy. Right. That was part of wedding bingo that I was playing on the weekend, and uh, it was said. What, like unironically? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was a pandemic and I just walked uh, through. In a, in a speech or like just... No, no, just in conversation. <laughs> there's like always, you know, there's a couple of wedding bingo things like the, yeah, yeah. the father of the bride opening the speech with a quote. Mm. Fathers of brides love quotes, brother. They hate they using their own words to describe their daughter. They fucking hate it. <laughs> once, once your daughter gets engaged, you wake up one morning and you're like, oh, I like, I'm become death. <laughs> Destroyer of wars. I wish someone else had something to say about this. <laughs> yeah. um, the, the dream. <laughs> Who has said stuff about daughter? <laughs> Brainyquote.com, let's go. <laughs> is that a website? Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, I was it just is, like, yeah. it's cited sounded- by Prince Harry. <laughs> Cited indeed by Prince Harry. Uh, yeah, like you don't get a, a ponytail guy working in a kind of upscale clothes shop. Absolutely mm. like, not. And the other don't. thing is, this don't. motherfucker is in retail, but yeah. they're portraying him as like the pretentious English character. It's like he's in New York working retail. This cunt's in like a train line apartment. Yeah, he's not like a like, It's not going well. Yeah. But he it's just like works a, it's in a fa- store. But it's, but it's fancy retail. Yeah, but do they yeah. make. He's Money? immigrated to the United States to work in a store. Yeah. Baffling. Crazy. Wow, what's the visa for that? How do you get sponsored? <laughs> and the ponytail, I'm sorry to get fixated on the ponytail, doesn't mm-hmm. look like a like it's really like attached to his head. It looks more like a kind like it looks more like he is a kind of half man, half creature and it's literally his his tail. It's like a stoat hanging on the back. Yeah. I was just thinking that. Is that the shape mm. of a stoat? Is that no? Yes. Yeah, it looks of. like a bit of a creature. 
Mm. But I dare say the actor, ironically, yeah. wearing a wig. Ooh. I think so. Yeah. There we go. It, there's a lot of meta levels. A lot of meta Dude, levels. That, that was that yeah. was why they did the app. Yeah. They wanted to, they wanted to break it down, fucking fourth wall it like Glass Onion Two. That was shit. The second Knives Out. Glass Onion Two. The second <laughs> Glass Onion. <laughs> knives Out Two. Glass Onion <laughs> Two. <laughs> two glass, two onion. I'm a yeah, Fast and Furious guy. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. It's it's about family. It is. Film, if you've not seen it, always. Um, so. Uh, yeah, in in reference to uh, Ponytail Man, Craig, Craig, mm. Craig slash Craig. Um, yeah, Jerry, and th- so then Jerry is like, "Well, I need to get Elaine to come back with me and pretend to look at the jacket and give me her opinion because I don't want him to think I'm a liar." And then she's like, "But you were lying," and he's like, "Yeah, but he doesn't know that." No, no, no it's like if you come if you come back with me, then I, no, then I, I was Then I won't. Then I won't be. Uh, mm. Yeah. Get, again, this is this is very this is very much uh, you can see the kind of. Seeds of curb being planted. Like mm. Jerry, up until this point, is not somebody who gives a shit whether or not somebody who works in a clothes shop thinks that he's lying. Mm. Whereas yeah. Larry really, really cares about this stuff. So it's an interesting, mm. interesting kind of metamorphosis. Of well, and also a philosophical question about lying. You know, is it if you say something in the belief that it is a lie and then it turns out to be true, were you lying or not? What you, know, what is, you mean? Is can lying you retrofit about- a lie? Well, as in, like, is lying about intent yes. or is it about outcome? It's got to be about intent because lying is about deceiving someone. Yeah. No, because, like, I could be like, hey, I'm going to come over next week and do that thing that I said and then I don't turn up. I wasn't lying. I just failed to deliver my promise. Mm. It's like, it's mens rea. That's like law 101. It's like your intent at the time. Yeah. No? Men's, men's rare, because it's always men's fault. Oh, yeah, sorry. So, women's yeah. rare. I apologize. <laughs> Mooks is rare. <laughs> yeah. People's folks is Raya. <laughs> yeah. Team team Raya. Yeah. My my wife does Pilates instructing now and she calls everybody team. Because it's like it's like the neutral thing to activity. say. And I was like giggling the whole time. I was like, okay, team, next, we're gonna do this. <laughs> and I'm like, this is so American. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that is uh I'm just, no, I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking. I'm thinking about this about this question about the about about the uh, about the like the nature of a lie. Because if you if you say I'm going to come over next week and do this thing with no intention of doing it, and then mm. it turns out that you get kind of press ganged into doing it anyway, you were still lying to them because you had no intention of doing it. It just so happens that mm. they don't find out about the lie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's like the intent that was formed at the moment yeah, of the action. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that. I think. I think that. I think that's right. I don't think. Sorry, you can, is this like, even a debate? This is like no, so no, obvious. I mean, to I, me. I, I would say that what what you're both saying here is is pretty conventional logic. I'm not. I'm yeah. not, not going to gaslight you. I don't. Here, think, but I'm just, I don't I'm just think you can retrofit into, I don't think you can like impose truth on something that mm. had been a lie after the fact by manipulating the outcome. Jerry is simply, you know, offering an alternative conception of the lie which is you can say something in the belief that it's false but if it turns out to be true then it's no longer a lie that that's that's clearly jerry's tax on yeah i i, well, no, I understand i understand it but he's being mad but no mm. like he's lying a second time to create the belief in another individual that he was initially telling the truth yes, exactly mm. uh, yeah, yeah this is exactly right it's not that he has turned the initial lie into into the truth it's just that mm. he's lied again correct yeah yeah, Phoebe and I, mind melds. Mind meld. We get it. Yeah. We're on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, got, I got you, brother. They're so melded. They're like mm. a fucking cheese toasty. 
Mm, that's mm. right. D- delicious and nutritious. You know there's someone out there saying mind melt, don't you? Just for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've got a real mind melt going on. It's like, oh, yeah, our minds are spewing over the bread onto the sandwich press. Oh, yeah, they're melted together. I think some people do have a mind melt going on, in fairness. <laughs> I think that is. But it's the opposite of a mind melt. It's like a mind melt. Like, it's, it's going. No, 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 like our minds have been fused together, but they've also been horrifically degraded by the process. <laughs> they're just, they're dripping over the edge of a frying pan currently. Um, we've combined, we've joined forces, but we've actually lost power along the way. Um, so, yeah, he brings Elaine back and uh, Elaine is flirting so much with Craig or Craig is flirting with her, depending mm. on how you look at it, that uh, she tells Jerry he should get the jacket. And then uh, Craig takes her number. As part of this transaction, that they're gonna they're gonna go on a date. Jerry, meanwhile, develops his bugbear of the week. Bugbear of the week, um, <laughs> which is that the guy asked Elaine out in front of him, and he's like, "How does he know that I'm not your boyfriend? What does mm. he think I'm some kind of pussy? What is this?" Yeah, yeah. Which um, is, is that a new segment? Bugbear of the week. No, I just thought it would be funny to act like it oh, was. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry was does like, have a kind of bugbear. Of what the week. Get, of a, what is getting Jerry's goat this week? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, sorry, yeah. I just thought I'd missed a bit of canon yeah. of the podcast, you know, and I was like, I'm so no. sorry. I would say in, in earlier Seinfeld, it's typically Costanza has a bugbear of the week. But mm. at this point, normally Costanza just has an actual problem and Jerry has a bugbear. Yeah, well, well th- this, this, is the, this is the thing that we, that we observed earlier on in the series. Now that Costanza is engaged and all of his problems are predicated on trying to get out of said engagement, he has, um, he's kind of passed on by osmosis some of his more interesting and kind of recondite behaviors to Jerry. So mm. Jerry has become a lot more mental um, as, as Costanza, um, as Costanza's problems are more, are more to do more kind of normal, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good, a good obso. Thank you. Obso. Oh, obso. I got, oh, I get the, uh, I get the coveted Aussie O on the end there. Mate, you get a you cop a bit of slang. Why not, oh, mate? Yeah. That's how well, you know. That's how you know they like you. That's how you know one is uh, one is uh, respecting you if uh, they use the oh, O in your presence. Yeah, you get given the O pass. Yeah, yeah they, I mean, you're a true Aussie. Yeah, they, 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 they'll let you use the hard O even. <laughs> the hard Dude, o. <laughs> there ain't no harder O than an obzo. You know? <laughs> that's right. O on both sides. Um, yo, that's very true. That's the true, double yeah. O, yeah. the rare, the rare palindromic. The palindromic. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, yeah, well, Dan, you, you replied to my tweet yesterday when I discovered that in Australia they call the Salvation Army the Salvos. Yes. And I, I was, in a, in a joking way, being like, I can't believe this, another frontier in things Australians will end with O. But in a, in a way that was obviously a joke. I find Australian slang very charming. Of course. And, um, oh boy, have I got a bunch of people yelling at me, yelling at each other. In that people are having huge arguments about who has the dumber slang, Britain and Australia. And I'm like, this guys, this really wasn't the point of the... Yeah. And I mean, as I pointed out quite rightly in this, in this hot, hot Twitter thread, mm. who's got the worst slang, like English or Australians? Fucking Americans, obviously. Obviously like, they're Americans, the worst. Yeah. yeah. Always them. Always them. Bad slang. Oh, not know, great at it. You know what? Canadian. Canadian. You know what? Like, absolute <laughs> worst American. It's not like slang, really. It's more like a kind of vocal tick. It's calling vegetables veggies. I f- Wait, we do that. No, do we do it in a different like way. In, in we don't, Britain, we don't yeah. say vegos. That would imply uh, a person who has lost access to some of their faculties. <laughs> can I? Can- 
I see. I mean, I... I've never heard that before, but if someone said that, oh, that's what yeah. it means. Mm. Like, I just know he's, that for a fact. He's gone vegetable. It's like it's no, not meat like, and three vegos. Like, you know? yeah, if like an American person is like describing what they're making for dinner and they say sort of oh, chicken and veggies, I just, I just, mm. re- it really bothers me. Although not as much as poop, which I think poop. is, which I think is genuinely the least acceptable thing to I call pooped. it. Yeah, pooped. everybody poops. I, I do need to read this one this one reply that I got to the tweet because I felt like it it was just sort of accidentally so funny. So mm. I gather that the, the you know the Salvation Army in Australia that they've so done some things <laughs> over the years <laughs> that we may not you know the tweet all the while wearing wigs weirdly yeah, that's right <laughs> the tweet the tweet was not addressing those those areas <laughs> of the Salvation Army at all and then someone just replied with a link to uh, an article that says boys rented out for abuse at Salvo's home very funny to use Salvo's the the abbreviation mm. in that very serious context and then he just, this man has just commented the the cute name doesn't hide their evil <laughs> and it's just like jesus that was really not what i was it's very funny to imagine like the that, that was their response to all of the sexual abuse claims was we got to come up with a cuter name we got to people will be like no one called the salvos mm. could have done this yeah only only an army it's like yeah. when kfc became kfc instead of kentucky fried chicken they were like, we don't want people to know about the frying, so we use the letters. Oh, right, we don't yeah, want people yeah. to know about the army, so we'll just use acute colloquialism. Yeah, the Salvation Army are actually like a, they're a military force. They're yeah. like the Lord's Resistance Army. There's some mercenaries from the Salvation Army in the Ukraine right now. <laughs> well, they're just like playing the tin whistle. <laughs> like, you know, they're shaking it. They're, they're chugging the Russians. Well, I got it. Sorry, fuck. I, don't, I know it's so lame to talk about this Twitter thread, but it did enrage me greatly because someone's like fucking Anglos arguing about who can have the worst nickname for something. And I'm like, yeah, Anglos, not Anglicanis or whatever the fuck, right? Anglican. Like Anglos. That's yeah. what we would say. Ah, Us. Oh, hard O. They've proved you right. In yeah. their own, by their own logic. By their own admission. Mm. We've got the catchiest nicknames. Germans just put I on the end of everything. Fuck them. Yeah, I know. Well, no so what, were the, what, the, what, were the, what was the slang being objected to? Was, uh, was it people saying that they don't like it when uh, British people say that they could delete a beer? No, it was the... Someone, you know, a lot of people were getting very upset about the fact that we called them the Sally Army. And I was like, look, I wasn't saying it's good. I thought you called them the Sally Ants. Did I misread that? I think that's Canadians. Oh. Yeah. We don't Either call way. the Salvation Army the Sally Army. What are you talking about? Yeah, you do. Well, I'm not saying you do, but <laughs> I, I like, yeah. I had just like, gaslighting like Yes, you thing. do. Yes, you do. You did it yesterday. <laughs> she doesn't know what she's talking about. I've never, I've never heard this. What do you call the Salvation Army. Who's got that kind of time? <laughs> well, we've been talking about it for the last five minutes. <laughs> Apparently us. <laughs> that, is, that is true. Yeah. I love that we've the gotten pe- through the first three minutes of the episode so far. Yeah. The people in the Jewish community have no affection for the Salvation Army. They're like, we're fucking full naming those cunts. Um, and, I, and I respect that. They were right to be suspicious, as right. it turns out. Why does full naming sound akin to slut shaming? Like, does some, you know what I mean? I can't believe you full named me. Mm. Unbelievable. Yeah. I like it. Well, actually, oddly, there is this, uh, this is not like, full naming is not supposed to be like, it's not supposed to be a sort of shaming procedure. But mm. I don't know if this is something which happens outside of the Jewish community. But when you are a, when you are a Jewish teenager, 
For some reason, there are people who are known by their full names, and it's completely arbitrary who... Oh, like Charlie Palmer. Well, like, yeah, like Charlie Palmer. But it's completely mm. arbitrary because it's not, it's not about them needing to be kind of differentiated from like another Hannah or whatever. It's just yeah. there are just some people who just, who just require a full name. Is, uh. is it to distinguish from someone else with the same no, first no, name? No, no, that's exactly what I'm saying. It's not to distinct. It's no. not a distinguishing feature. Do they have short names? It's like a rhythmic front Not back. necessarily. <laughs> it's about how satisfying it is to say, I think. Mm. I mean, yeah, I definitely, there are some people in my life who like, yeah, I'll say the full name because you want to. Yeah, mm. I think it's because it's it's a kind of it's got a better mouth feel. But yeah, like Char- yeah, like Charlie Palmer. We don't better call him Charlie. <laughs> yeah, you got to use the spittoon after you say yeah. Charlie Palmer. Though you say it too many times. <laughs> well, yeah, you say it too many you times. You got to like sort of sniff at the coffee beans in order to kind of clear the palate before you're allowed to uh, yeah, 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 mention yeah. another Charlie. Before you're allowed to attempt like a like a Greg or a Jason. Yeah, if you, yeah, um, if, you if you they're said, much lighter names. If you said Charlie <laughs> to me, I wouldn't know who you were talking about. I'd yeah. think you'd mean Charlie Dinkin. Yeah, you'd think I meant, you know, marching powder. That's true. But, or a different Brian person that we know called Charlie. <clears throat> no, no, we don't know no, anyone, else, don't called anyone else called Charlie. No. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, right. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> We've really gotten into a lot of taxonomies this episode. So, yeah, basically, uh, uh, Elaine and this guy go on some dates. He says he can get her a discount on this dress that she wants, but it's not in stock. And he's kind of prevaricating, prevaricating, saying, oh, it's coming in whenever or what? it's on the boat, this kind of stuff. We're, and then, we're out of stock. We had to order more. It's coming soon. Speaking of, do you want to mm. maybe? Yeah. Fuck me. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, Jerry's like, he's playing you. He's, he's John McDonnell. He's got the leather gloves on. He's playing you. <laughs> um, and Elaine's like, no one plays me. Jerome Seinfeld. Also, this is a. I think this is a. I think this is a really important note uh, to really, really cover the question of like whether or not Elaine is meant to be hot. Whether or not Elaine, the character, is meant to be hot. Like women who get like asked out just in clothes shops by just like literally just like just the first just like someone who sees her are definitely canonically, canonically supposed to be hot. I'd agree with that. That's. My I think. Opinion. I think there's, there's more of a. As the later seasons go on, not to jump ahead, but I feel like they make that decision about the Elaine character. She is attractive. Men find her attractive. No, I think that's mm. I think that's right early on. The actually. whole way. Yeah, absolutely. The whole way through. Absolutely. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like there's a there's a there's a bit like right at the like right near the start when like one of Jerry's friends gets introduced to her and it's just like, oh my god, who is that? Like in like season a- three, Aluga. season four, his eyes come out of his yeah, head. Yeah, no, 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 no. Mm. Every man, every man who Elaine bumps up against gets the awuga, and if they don't, then she finds that interesting because she's like a cat. Mm. <laughs> yeah, 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 that makes sense. She has to rub her scent on them. Did, yeah. did anyone else kind of get bothered by the implication that Elaine would fuck a guy for a free dress? Yeah, I'm a little bit bothered by that, particularly this guy mm. who is the fucking dirt worst. Like, this is not, mm. he is not worthy of Elaine. I don't know what she's well, playing at. I, at this point, I always remember a, 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 quote, a quote tweet that, that likes to do the rounds of, uh, of some woman saying, can't believe there are women out there fucking the weed guy for weed. And then someone questioned it and said, says the girl fucking the text guy for texts. <laughs> and I'm like, so in it's a way the, there's honor in fucking a guy for a free dress. It's the best post of all time, I think, says yeah. the girl fucking the text man for text. I have now recorded, I think, two separate episodes of 10,000 posts about this specific 
post because it is a great post. More than it's one philosophical. Wom- yeah, like more than one woman who's like come on the show is just like I have to talk about fucking the text man for texts. I have to. I have mm. to. You got to let me. Um, so yeah, that is that is right. But although having said that, in the nineties there was no text man. That's true. Yeah, there was postman for post. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hard copy text. <laughs> <laughs> the postman always rings. Maybe prizes. not I call this. The maybe text not <laughs> this early in the nineties, but like, mm. uh, but we started being able to facts. text in like mm. nineteen ninety-eight, I think. Yeah, I think that's about right. Although I, I, so I gather from American friends in America, all of this stuff was much slower to catch on. So like, oh, people weren't really texting in America until like the early two thousands. Wait, because I remember this actually growing up that in Britain we always had like fancier phones. Mm, it was yeah, like no, a, no, there was no, like a big true. phone culture here in a way there wasn't in America. Like when people came to visit from the states, they always had phones that seemed like old fashioned. Yeah. Until like kind of the iPhone came out, and then it all just like equalized globally. Yeah, really? yeah. But also, like, like Japan, obviously they had the fanciest. They had the like you know they were emailing on their phone in like two thousand and one. Mm. That's so weird. But also, they're like it's you the guys, opposite of what you'd think, right? Yeah, you guys... yeah, you'd, you'd absolutely think it would be the it would be the opposite because, like, also what um, it was a chip and pin that took ages to catch on in America for some for some reason. It still reason. hasn't. Yeah, what, no, no, what's I know. Chip and pin. Yeah. Oh, it's when you put your credit card in the card reader and. Put oh yeah, in they your, call that chip pin. and pin hit. You know, just cards that oh. have a chip rather than just a magnetic stripe and a pin number. I think Australia is like way far ahead on that. Like we were like can't tap and go for forever. No. No, we've got like, we, we have tappy tap yeah but like i'm just saying we've been on it for eight we, apparently our internet banking in australia is like very advanced i don't know okay. why that's interesting you've got to move around your dollary dude no because like we don't because you know we've got venmo and like cash app and all that kind of shit it's like yeah, we yeah. never really needed America. it because oh we could do instant God. transfers is, is, for like a decade is venmo australian no it's American. Is that why it's called that no. oh hardo venmo yeah but what's it short for vending um. machine <laughs> I'm going to the Venmo. You want anything? <laughs> Cherry right, mate? <laughs> Look, I'll be honest. I put you on the spot there and you fucking Pack smashed that. Taps. You that absolutely, was really good. You absolutely deleted that question <laughs> to use your parlance. Thanks very much. You're very welcome. Uh, yeah, so- well, That's what Lance Armstrong was short for. <laughs> parlance. Parlance Dude, Armstrong. I've been trying to sell this joke to a comedian called Luke. My name's Luke, short for lukewarm. I want to give it to someone. Mm. They won't have it. Because I think nice. they imply it implies that they're not great. <laughs> I think that's quite good. I like that. Mm. Like, I mean, I'm, I I can't use it because your name's not Luke. Because my name's not Luke. So mm. there's one barrier that's like that's basically been erected in front Someone's of saying me. Insurmountable barrier. It's a, I I think it's a mm. fairly insurmountable barrier unless I change my name to Luke. Um, but that really would be yeah. just for one joke. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can I can see that being an issue. Right, can we explain the car plot line? Because no, I no, didn't really understand. No, I have to, no I've got to say, I've got to say okay, something, right. so, so, something else about, <laughs> uh, about Elaine. And, okay. Elaine really and, right. at home, Phoebe's shaking her microphone because she really wanted to say this thing. Like, it's just moving a little bit. I want to say the I thing. I want to say the thing. Uh, what's this actually happened? This just reminded me got- of another great tweet. It was like a woman <laughs> is like me, like floating for hours, clinging to a door in the Atlantic Ocean as the Titanic sinks. And then like eventually a, uh, a rescue boat hoves into, v- into view. And then like uh, they throw us a rope and then I, me to my toddler. Can I grab the rope or do you want to do it? <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. I like that. Yeah. Um. It wasn't. I wasn't deliberately shaking my mic. I mm. got my. Uh, I got my. I mic thought it was enthusiasm. Cord. I got which my coming mic from an English person. Rare. Cord. Yeah. Kind of stuck. Um. 
Elaine is interested in Krug uh, mm. before <laughs> um, before he even mentions the discount. Like mm-hmm. uh, he does this kind of thing where he says you need to write your number on the check, and then he says maybe you could do the same. And she's all like, oh, ha, ha, ha. and yeah. she and she also she completely snakes Jerry and she persuades him to buy the blazer even though he doesn't ev- he doesn't like it. Yeah, he's buying a blazer to wingman Elaine. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so you want so mm. right, Marla wants to talk about the car plot. What's the issue here? What's the, the issue here, Daddy O? Right. So basically, so Kramer has his car parked in some car park that's far away from the apartment. So he wants a lift there. Mm-hmm. This much I understood. Jerry doesn't want to give him the lift. Uh he gets George to give him the lift, and George happily gives him the lift because they've got this wig guy <laughs> staying at their yeah. flat who George can't stand. Um, and so he's any opportunity to get out of the house. So he agrees to drive Kramer to this car park to retrieve his car. Now, somewhere in and amongst this plot line, it becomes about George's car and not about Kramer's car. And th- this was the switcheroo that I missed. Oh, right. It's because Kramer recommends the car park to him. Oh, George recommends the car park. Yeah, because George, George, George recommends finds the car a condom park. in his car when he's driving yeah, Kramer no, 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 to no. the car park. Yeah, no, no, no. George recommends the car park. No, Kramer recommends- George's car's already in there. And then Jerry's like, why don't you take it to this thing? George's like, got a free T-shirt. It's like 75 bucks or whatever. Oh, oh yeah, no, you're right. And it's right, far yeah. away from their apartment. That's yeah, why George yeah, yeah. needs to pick him up because he's closer to the car. Right. And he finds the- uh. I'll, I'll be honest, guys. For, for <laughs> professional Seinfeld watchers, this isn't the most complex plot line. <laughs> Look, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad I'm here for a little Look, explainer. As it, as it, as it turns yeah, out, right. um, even something which I think <laughs> I have understood, it turns out that I actually can't explain it to somebody else. Um, mm. Mm. This I've kept going horrible flashbacks to trying to learn how an electromagnetic doorbell worked for GCSE, and like the one and only time in my entire childhood I remember my dad actually losing his temper because I could electromagnetic not, doorbell. Yeah, because I could not understand how this fucking thing worked. What, what? what makes the doorbell electromagnetic? Is it's got it got an like, electromagnetic hoodly hoo? Hoodly hoo. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. That's what I said. You know, uh, uh, the traditional uh, Irish doorbell <laughs> element. You know, a, a, a yoke, a, wig, a, a wigwam, a, a fiddle dee dee. In the, in the mechanism of the doorbell, right. uh, the way it rings is by, me- by a magnetic mechanism. And the magnet okay. is an electromagnet so it's not magnetized all the time because if it was then the doorbell would be going off all the time so it's only magnetized when you press the button and Uh that completes the circuit and that makes the bit magnetic and then that and then that attracts the hammer bell thing and for some reason i like Mm -hmm. i would like we had to learn this for like physics GCSE. It was like a really, it was like a really big part. Well, it was they, the important doorbell exam. They really yeah. lied to us about must. how much I would need to know about electromagnetic doorbells in my in my kind of everyday life. Listen, kids, you want to be playing knockdown ginger in this country? You'll be doing it fucking right. <laughs> well, exactly. And you want to succeed in life. <laughs> and I just, I just couldn't get a handle on how this worked. Handle. Good, yeah. good door language. Simple. Well done. I, I yeah. simply couldn't, and yeah, and like yeah, mm. so my dad like completely lost his temper because I'll, I'll be honest. I after this, I don't know who <laughs> parked there first. <laughs> yeah, 
I was very confident on that right, fact yeah. before, but after this explanation, yeah, no, 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 no it, I feel it's, like no, I've no, been no, no. bamboozled. No, it is Costanza mm. that you're, you know. You're completely right, Dan. I'm so sorry. It's like, it is Costanza that that suggests it because he says you get a free T-shirt, and then while he's in the car, he finds the condom from when he had the car parked there before. And Correct. Then, and yeah. then fight, and then what? And then surmises from this that um, sex workers are using his using the cars in the car park as a kind of mobile Costanzo as a Costanzo <laughs> um as a kind of yeah one like, more thing Jerry as a kind of mobile brothel yeah. uh, mobile brothel situation yeah. there's a great there's a great bit um where um Costanza is attempting to get information about this from a sex worker who who he tries to impress by saying he works for the Yankees and she says oh they stink um, well, no, he just he's, you accuse him of being a cop, and he says, "Oh, I'm not a cop. I work for the Yankees." Yeah, but you don't need like to start. volunteer what you actually do. You could just say, "No, I'm not a cop." Mm. Yeah, but that is what a cop would say. That's true. Having, I always feel like if you have more detail, you seem less like you're lying. I mean, but then you can do that thing where you put too much detail in. Yeah, and then people mm. assume you're lying. Definitely you too know? much detail. There's definitely the too much detail lie. I think I'm not a cop, and then you start explaining a time when you had to learn how an electromagnetic doorbell works. <laughs> your physics GCSE, <laughs> and they'd never let someone like that in the police force. <laughs> well, ideally not. It's a really big part of law enforcement in this country. Well, you got to ring doorbells. But all right, we're looking for a gentleman. Is he here? So we're we're on the what on the car thing with the resolution of the car thing or at the start of the car thing because I can't believe I'm saying this. I, I found two elements in this episode vaguely problematic. Right. Interesting. Okay. I found Elaine fucking for the dress. Mm-hmm. I know that you're saying she was attracted to the guy anyway, but it definitely became about the dress to mm. a degree yeah. where you'd assume a lady living in New York on her own has enough money for a dress if she wants. Mm. It's not a reason to continue nor start a relationship. Because uh, only a discount, by the way. I don't think it was like even a free dress. No, it's a discount. No, yeah. Discount. Like, that's crazy. What, you fucking for a coupon? Get out of yeah. here. Um, the second one was the parking lot owner. Mm-hmm. Can we all just admit the casting call for that was foreign man? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> it's foreign. A, it's, yeah. It's not. Ambiguously foreign. Ambiguously foreign man. Non-specifically mm. foreign man. Could be from anywhere, but definitely not from here. Yeah. Nobody yeah. from New York would be morally bankrupt like this. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's, it's like it's the, it's the era, isn't it? Like in the 70s, that would have absolutely been like, you know, your kind of grizzled New Yorker. Well, I guess it would always been because I guess America being a, being a nation of immigrants as it is, it's just like different. It just at the further back in time you go it would be a different type of immigrant running that business. So like 20 years earlier, it would have been probably like an Italian guy. Hmm. Then before that, like Irish. Yeah, maybe. And then like now it's like, uh, and then sort of gradually over time in America, like different groups of immigrants get considered white. Once there's enough new immigrants who they're like, no, those actually no, those guys aren't white. And so then sort of, you know, the Italians are like, hey, they're white now. So then they no longer think of them as immigrants. And so then uh, you get, then eventually you get to like, you got, you got the new layer. You got this guy who's like from Yemen or something. I don't know. Whatever the guy, whatever the ethnicity of a guy who runs a car park in New York now would be. Yes. Um, so because you think the was, Italians are all like, you know. They've, they've moved on. <laughs> now they're parking cars. Wait, they've got cars. He's still parking them. Yeah. yeah. I misunderstood the business model. Uh, yeah. Oh, he's parking them. He's parking them way out back. 
Um, also, yeah. Meanwhile, yeah, yeah. meanwhile, we find out as well that Kramer is a because we know we know that Kramer is a big musicals guy. That's not that's table stakes. That's not new information. Loves a show. Loves, Broadway he Kramer. loves a show, and he is extremely excited by the thought of meeting the wig master, who is currently the wig master for Joseph in the Technicolor Dreamcoat. And the there is uh, that is. You would think it's a wig heavy show. It's a wig heavy show. There is a there, very wig heavy. There is a um, and there's a subplot where he makes friends with the wig master and like the other kind of costume people on the show, which is a very Kramer thing to have done. And the costume the costume mistress lets him borrow the the dream coat. Mm. The the B the B dream coat, not the A dream the, coat. The, B, She's got the, two. the, the understudy mm. dream coat. And then Correct. he yeah. also gets given a cane by Elaine who has been writing about it. Um also this is just little kind of little Little bits and pieces. Elaine um, gets told by the wig master that she has beautiful hair and he he asks her if she's ever Mm. considered selling it, which is a strange thing to Mm. say to somebody, even if you are a real, even if you are like so into wigs that you've decided to make it your entire life, it's Mm. still a strange thing to to say to somebody, you have beautiful hair, have you ever considered selling it? It's a little bit, it's a little bit sniff your back on the tube. To yeah, yeah, ask yeah. if you've ever it's, it's also selling a, your hair. It's such a fun comment as well because people could be like rightly taken aback by it, but you could just you could just so easily make them feel bad. Like, look, that's a chemotherapy patient who'd love that. Look, I just think you know you're hoarding the hair. You're, you're not you're not thinking of others. But I think I think there's an implication if you suggest to someone they they should sell their hair after complimenting mm. their hair, it's that you would like to buy it. Yeah. Which is and you're which like, well, is, I not got that kind of money. Which is a threatening subtext. Like, mm. what do you want it for? What's going on? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, offering to buy someone's hair makes it sound like you're maybe gonna cut it off yourself. Yeah, don't and maybe, turn your back to this guy. He's gonna fucking cut your hair off. Yeah, mm. and like maybe kind of nuzzle the hair. Yeah, post cut. Like maybe kind of make some kind of weird doll out of the hair. Yeah, mm. if Samson had met a wig guy, could have been a different story. What he could have got him a wig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the wig actually works fine. Oh, it well, it turns out that cutting my hair off, all it really did was hurt my self-esteem. <laughs> and now that I've got this wig, I'm strong again. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that's so 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 that's so that's relevant. There's like Kramer mm. makes an observation about how Elaine and Craig need to trust each other because only then can there be a free exchange of sex and discounts because what if what if he yeah. thinks that she is only working him for the discount on the dress which is just it's not very i don't know i feel like it's not really in keeping with elaine's character um yeah the free you, exchange of sex and discounts is a fun concept it is a fun though. concept are you would you like to know um would you like to know the ethnicity of the uh, non specifically foreign p- car park guy i just looked it up Mm-hmm. Oh, the it, does it the say, actor of the character? The does actor. it say in the script? It doesn't oh, say okay. in the script, but the actor. Does his character have a name, mm. or does it just say car park, no, car park owner? Guy. Ah, mm. right. Are the we, are we having is Israeli? Ah. Israeli. Mm. Oof! Never would have picked that. No, me neither. Ah. There you go. Mm. There you go. Um. So yeah, basically, uh, George is like trying to get his car out of the car park, mm-hmm. and they say oh, it's parked all over the way. The back is going to take a couple of days. You know, the the deposit's non-refundable, and he's like, "What well, does it say anything in the contract about people fucking in my car?" Yeah, and he's like, "Who can say?" <laughs> oh, so Susan just... Susan catches him trying to pay the sex worker for information, correct? Yeah. And is reasonably peeved at this at this turn of events. Well, because she's a swerve, you know. 
Well, <laughs> she doesn't want George supporting a local business. That's true. Heidi Swerfdale. <laughs> there you go. And uh, then, yeah, he's like, this he, is a way to break sa- it up. Says, and he says, oh, this is a way to break it up because cause she says, oh, you know, if I can't trust you, this is never going to work out. And he's just like, oh, amazing. You can't trust me. You can't. And she's like, yes, I can. I'm sure. I have no doubts. And he, and he and you can see this little window of hope closing. It's very sad. It's very sad. Um, if we're talking about like slightly problematic mm. things, I think the uh, end of Kramer's storyline is maybe a little bit mm, not like ugh, more like mm. uh, uh, I don't know. I thought that was just kind of silly. Which bit, like the bit where he is uh, manhandling the prostitute who is using his car, or the pimp? No, walk? it's more. It's the pi- mm. it's the pimp walk when he's. He didn't got like the, the pimp walk. He's got the drink. He's got the dream coat, and he's got a hat and the cane, and he's walking down the street, and he does like. A handshake with a black guy who's like walking down, who's also walking down oh, the street. I didn't, I didn't clock that. Okay. And he's also and sort of does like a kind of a hey, like what's up, like what's up, brother? And it's a bit. Look, I don't want to go into bat for this, but I will say, as someone who wears loud outfits, mm-hmm. the only mm-hmm. people who would shake your hand as a thank you for wearing it, black guys. Hundred percent of my personal yeah, but experience, that's, but that's—it's mm. not about the outfit, though, is it? It's supposed to be that he's supposed to have all the visual hallmarks of being a pimp. It's not uh-huh. just supposed to be the coat. I I read mm. that very innocently. Then I was like, this black guy's like, hey, yeah. dope jacket, and he's like, but then Cheers. I I guess there is also ambiguity there because like the reason why pimps dressed like that, at least in the seventies, was because that was like kind of like a fashionable way for like wealthy black men to dress in the 70s which became probably associated with pimps but it probably wasn't exclusive to pimps um so but i don't he's know whether assumed to be a pimp because he is by the like, cops he's like, yeah no but the no i think like visually you are meant to think that he is dressed as a pimp because there's a kind there's kind of like mm. the, there's like the funk music when he's walking down the street and then when he's like wrestling with the sex worker at the end, because no, yeah, no, you, you're you're supposed to, yeah, that 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 is very much the the vision being conjured. I'm not I'm not disputing that, but I'm just saying, <laughs> maybe maybe the implication is not that this black man shakes hands with him because he thinks he's a pimp. It might just be because he likes the outfit. That might that those two okay, that, yeah, that could be possible. potentially, and that's yeah. why I said that it's a bit mm, and not a and not yeah. like ugh, right? Because there's okay, a difference yeah, between mm, and ugh. Um. Yeah, I, I feel I feel unqualified to, to weigh in particularly. When it comes when it comes to ninety sitcoms, I think there is a I distinction it, between the two noises. I thought it was um, I thought it was silly, but fine. I mean, um, I I said this to Milo when he told me this week's episode. I was like, I have no memory of this episode operating. <laughs> and then when mm. Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat was mentioned, I was like, Oh, it's that episode they made just so they could get pra- uh, Kramer to do that walk. Mm. Like, I feel like every plot point. In that episode, it was reverse up. It's engineered. It's leading up, run, run, mm. backwards from the walk. Yeah, no, no, I think that's right. It's uh, like when you see a guy with an anecdote that ends in a punchline such that you can tell that entire anecdote was made up specifically to get to that punchline. Yeah. Yeah. Which is very un-Seinfeld, I think. Like, that's why this episode I found, like, fairly unenjoyable. Mm, I gotta interesting. say, it's like, like it's it's like it's de- like it's definitely not it's definitely not one of the best ones. I think, um, like I like I I enjoy it because I like Jerry's um, running bugbears that no one assumes that he is in a relationship with the people that he's with. 
I think like that. I think that's fun, and I think it's a fun little callback when he's sitting with the wig master, and some guy comes up and asks the wig master out. And Jerry's like, but I'm sitting with him. Like, why did you assume that we're not together? It's two guys sitting together drinking champagne coolies. Why do you assume that we're not together? And then he says the same thing that he says about Elaine, which is that it's very emasculating to assume that he's not. So like, so it's not that he's like, finds it emasculating to assume he's not fucking a woman. He finds it emasculating to assume he's not fucking anyone. And I think that's very egalitarian of Jerry. I like that. I think that's fun. You think you can steal my gay guy? You think I'm some kind of pussy? (laughs) Yeah. You think I'm some kind of cuck? You think you can cuck me for my wig guy? No. No, absolutely not. Yeah, I'm only gay, but I'm a top. Yeah, it's a bit of a filler episode. And I think that like a lot of Mm. it is like that how much of the jokes rely on you understanding this like this kind of kooky British stuff that the kooky British guy is doing. But then you're just like, yeah, but who is this based on? This is like, this is a kind of, this is a, this is a phantom. This is not, this is not real anti-British sentiment. This is more just like, but I don't even, I don't recognize this guy. I don't feel rattled by this because I'm just, it's just strange. Oh, yeah. Elaine yeah. cuts off his hair. She he finds out that, she finds out yeah. that he's lying to her about and, the dress and, and they plan, have And I presume is to sell it for a wig and then use that to buy the dress that that i thought that was the implication oh. of that yeah my she, she could just buy the dress well no but it's because they say because it because when before she does it she has like a flashback to the guy saying like oh if you cut off someone's yeah, head yeah, yeah but good i think she just thinks that. it would be funny to to punish him by taking off his hair and selling it to make a wig. i think she just thinks that's kind of a very baroque he's, punishment he's samson if she cuts off his ponytail he's going to become american again he's going to start calling himself <laughs> craig he's going to become yeah. less fancy yeah Krog. Krog, like really Krog. long. Um, yeah, no, no, I don't think you're supposed to think. Oh, and I will use the money to buy the dress. It's more like I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck with him by having his hair made into a wig. Which, yeah, like I said, it's a very vengeful and baroque way of taking revenge. Feels a bit voodoo, you know. I, I found it very weird that you jumped to that conclusion. Like you'd already formulated where the, you know, the money was going. Well, that to me was the perfect, like, you know, stitch up. And like, oh yeah, this guy, he's been screwing me out of my discount on the dress. Well, he won't. He'll be laughing on the other side of his face when I cut off his hair, sell it for a wig, and then use that money to buy the dress. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I just even I that. Think, I think that's. I think that's. Go- I think that's like. I don't think like I'm getting a dress out of this man one way or another. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe, maybe. I'm taking it into my own hands, which contain a pair of scissors. Yeah, because a human hair wig, it costs a lot. Probably like over $1,000, I would have said. I was also saying this to Milo. Like, it's, like, this is what I mean about this episode being like really like not good. Like, you don't even get the visual payoff of him without the hair. Like, there's yeah. no cutting scene. There's no her going to the wig master with the hair. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, there's yeah. no visual payoff for what is essentially a visual gag the actor wouldn't have his ponytail cut off he was like i won't do it (laughs) how much no chance no absolutely not yeah i just i found it yeah because i mean like season seven for any true seinfeld fan is is a is a bad time it's a bad season oh i no, i disagree i think there are some really strong episodes in season seven oh compared to the hit machine of others i i i disagree um, but like, yeah, I don't know. I found this just definitely in that kind of, yep, this is that kind of episode. I remember mm. season seven. This is why it's annoying. It just seems like we love tying everything together at the end and we'll yep. violate the terms of the show, which is supposedly about nothing yeah, to kind of no, get there. I, no, no, no. I like it when they tie everything together. I think it's really good writing. It's just that on this particular occasion, it's just a bit like, 
yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm just getting fixated on on Craig and Ian because I don't know what this is meant to be satirizing. <laughs> I just do not know what this is meant to be satirizing. It's got some good. It's got some good yeah. lines in it, but no, it's not the best. But there are also fucking hundreds of episodes of this thing, so they can't all be gold. That's the. That is true. That's the takeaway. Nice. Look, I'm not. I'm not saying that I expect them all to be gold. I'm just saying that you know, as a big fan mm. of the show, I, I'd forgotten this episode. Then I started watching it. I remembered exactly what it was, and then I got to the end of it, and I'm like, this just seemed like an odd, like. It would never, the events of this episode would never be referred to in any ongoing episode. I know it's not the vibe of Seinfeld in general, but like, mm. this is just like yeah, filler. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of like, you know, anime mm. when the manga hasn't come out in time. So they just invent this weird arc that contributes nothing to the linear narrative. Yeah. And then, then you just have to watch it. You're like, oh. Mm. Okay. So, in a way, what you're saying conversely is don't judge Seinfeld by this episode, you know? <laughs> no, no, God, no. No. It's a it's a it's a tangential episode, a lacuna episode. It is yeah. a lacuna episode. It's yeah. twenty it's minutes set episode. up for thirty mm. seconds of pimp walk. Kramer's career as a pimp episode. won't come back. Yeah. <laughs> it won't be referred to. That would be funny if that's what you eventually find out Kramer's job is. Yeah, it's just the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he was the one who started bringing the prostitutes to Jiffy Park. <laughs> <laughs> he met the guy and started the model. It's all a big. It's all a big scam. He's he's been bringing them down there. He's been screwing over Costanza this whole time, That's turning it. his car into a den of iniquity. <laughs> a <Yeah>. deno. Yeah. <laughs> of iniquito. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there we yeah. go. Well, there you go. That's an episode of Seinfeld right there. We did it. We made it. We made it. We made, made it. it all the way through. Um, it remains for to thank Dan very much for joining us. It's a, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to be here. Is there anything you'd like to plug to our loyal hogs? Well, th- this is this is why I'm in your goddamn country, about to do a tour. Yeah. You guys uh, kindly came to my show last time when we I did, was in it London. Was great. Um, I'm, a, and, yeah. I'm an evangelist of Dan Muggleton. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah, true. Me that's, too. What I will, that's what I will a, say. A pair of true believers. One melded, um, one unmelded thus far. But yeah. We'll get there. I reckon this is going to come out on the on the fifth of June. So. Perfect. So I've just I've done the Scottish dates. Right. So that so just like yeah, it'll be the the English slash Welsh side mm. of the tour, June third to June third, uh, June fourteenth. Um, Daniel uh, www for the proper details. We're talking .com, Manchester, eh? Liverpool, London, Brighton, Cardiff, Bristol. There we go. There and some go. Scottish ones if it comes out earlier. Whatever. Just yeah, look yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look it up. If you're, if you're up. listening to this and have access to a time machine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Use it for one purpose only. I would love you to be there. I, I'm going to argue this show will be better than this episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> okay. Other episodes... I would not. It's a big call. I would not. Oh, that's that's like wearing a loud that call, However, it 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 will also feature the exact same number of ambiguous foreign men. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. is my promise pledge. <laughs> ambiguous foreign men. And you Dan get Muggleton. to see. And you get to see him in his winter stoat coat. Dan Muggleton <laughs> the ermine. Mm. I don't like the word stoat. I've found it very mm. off-putting throughout. Yeah. Uh, ermine. Then, in fact, I think an ermine technically yeah. is a stoat. But yeah. that is also none of these names are appealing. Danny the Mink, they call him. The Mink, I don't mind. I'll take yeah. Mink. But Minks I, don't change color. I, it's got, I it's specifically, it's yeah. got to be the color change. This is what we're 
hinging Wait, this entire observation color. Yeah, that was the whole point I was making. They wear have like reddish brown fur in the summer, and then in the winter they have like white and grey fur to blend in with the snow. Really? So that's what you're doing with having your grey and white tracksuit in the winter for you. Well, we got distracted here. by the shape of the stoat. We did, yeah. We did, yeah. I, I prefer the idea that the colour of the tracksuit is more of a kind of like traffic light party, but where the only person there is Dan Muggleton, and it refers to the state of mind. You know, it's kind of the red <laughs> tracksuit is when you're getting a passionate Muggleton. <laughs> the grey tracksuit is more your everyday run of the mill. You know? <laughs> it might, this is probably to Australian example, but there's like the bushfire warning signs in Australia. Oh, yeah. Where yeah, there's yeah. arrows indicating the danger of a bushfire. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, low, moderate, high, very high, extreme. <laughs> low, moderate, high, very high, you are on fire. <laughs> the sign is on fire. Yeah. The yeah. extreme is just going to cover the years 2025 and beyond. Yeah. Um, no yeah, need yeah, to move yeah. that arrow. But yeah, that's kind of, and I agree, like red is when I'm ready to fucking go. Mm. And gray, moderate. Yeah, that's right. That's why I found some things problematic. Moderate. 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 Moderate Muggleton, they call him. <laughs> uh, yeah, so do check out these tour dates. Uh, this is a free one. So if you're listening to this, thank you very much for listening to the podcast. We have a Patreon. It's $3 a month. You can get sign up to get bonus episodes every month. And uh, if there's also a $5 tier where you get the Discord and the Movie Corner. And also the $10 tier where you get the What's the Deal miniseries. So do check that out. And we will see you very soon. Bye-bye. Bye.